ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. And this is our Bible question and answer program, and we're very glad to have you join us. And as we begin, we invite you to pray with us. Let's pray. Gracious Lord in heaven, we thank you that we have the Word of God open before us, and we're so glad that we can come to you for answers to the questions we have. We want to go and get our answers straight from the Bible. So please send your spirit to those of us here in, our, in the studios of Joy FM and with all of our listening friends on Guam and the CNMI. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffinus, and I'm very glad to have a wonderful guest with me, and this is Pastor Diamond Garcia. Hello, Pastor Diamond. So glad to have you with me today. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. Thank you. It's an honor. Now, he is a guest to our island, and uh, but actually he is an islander himself. <laughs> he comes from Hawaii. If, and uh, yes, that's right. I think I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, and so he he is a he is an evangelist. He is a Bible preacher, and so what better type of uh, a person um, to come and answer your questions straight from the Bible? And I'll do my best to catch up with him, keep up with him, and so uh, why don't now. Uh, Pastor Diamond, you are here on Guam on a mission. You are holding some meetings yes, we are. in the Ordot Seventh-day Adventist Church. Yes. And it's called Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. Bible Prophecy Seminar. Seminar. Yes, that's okay. right. Okay. Um, tell us, what are what are some of the things you're going to be talking about? You've sure. held what, uh, like two meetings already nightly. We started, uh, well, I started fr- fr- Friday evening. So we had right. Friday evening on Sabbath, of course, Saturday evening, last mm. night, and uh, tonight. That's right, tonight. And what is tonight's topic? Well, tonight's topic is entitled Trump or Biden, and, and, and we'll be talking about uh, does the does the U.S. have a role to play in Bible prophecy? The United States and Bible prophecy. That's right. That's that right. is exciting. And so I know I'm going to be there, and <laughs> I encourage every person listening and to to grab someone who's not listening right now and bring them to the meetings at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Ordot. And so uh, it starts at 7 tonight. 7 p.m., so that's right. so we want to see everyone there. And uh, But right now, we have him per- to personally um, answer your questions, and I'll be here also to do the same. And so if you want to call our program, please dial 472-1111. Again, that's 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. If you're calling from the CNMI, then you may dial 323-1113, 323-1113. Again, Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, please dial that number. Now, you may email your questions in, and here's the address to do that, B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Again, that's Bible at joyfmradio.net. Now, you can go to Facebook, and on Facebook, you'll find a live stream of this program happening right now. And so go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. We are streaming live. You can see how we, the both of us look. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and right there in the comments section of our Facebook uh, live stream, you can leave your question there. We'll see it immediately, and we'll open our scriptures uh, to look for an answer in the Bible. So while the operators are standing by, I encourage you to take full advantage of the time that we have with uh, Pastor Diamond and go ahead and send in your Bible questions. Okay. Oh, oh, by the way, if you're listening to this program at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., you're listening to a rebroadcast. You can still contact Joy FM through these ways that I just said, but of course your answer will come the following program, the following live program on Monday. So go ahead, pick up your phones right now and dial in your questions. So right now we're going to be taking um, a look at some of the questions that have come through email. And uh, let's take a look at the very first one. And the first one here is, can a person find favor in God by living biblically and not going to Hmm. church? Okay, well... 
I think we, uh, Pastor Diamond, if I can throw an observation, <laughs> there are two ways that this could probably happen. We're talking about a person, are we talking about a person who's bedridden in a hospital, mm, right. uh, a person who is physically not able to get himself to church, or are we a person who, or is this a person who, for some other reason, is opting out not to go to church at, according to his or her own choice? That's right. Um, of course, I think that we can say the ones who are looking in, uh, who are kind of confined you know, whether in hospital or mm-hmm. maybe uh, in prison somewhere, I don't know. Mm. But um, we can say that, uh, you know, because it, you are limited in your choices, right. that God honors your faith wherever Absolutely. you are. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, but uh, let's take the second one. A person who doesn't, who by their own volition, mm. choose not to right. go to church for whatever reason they may uh, be thinking. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take that one. Sure, um, sure. Can can a person be uh, still in favor of God, but not wanting to go to church? And you know, uh, you know, I don't like the carpet, or you know, uh, the baby's crying <laughs> or something. And they say, I'd rather just, I'd rather just do it by myself. I'd right. rather just do it by myself. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, that's a great question, and I've had lots of people come to me over the years mm. where they've expressed, you know, I love God and I, I love Jesus, but do I necessarily have to belong to a church to love God? Right, right. And the fact is. Um, the Bible is very clear on this uh, very topic, mm. and I'm going to open t- to the book of Hebrews. Okay. Hebrews uh, chapter 10, and looking at verse 5, Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, looking at verse 5. Let's see. I'm, I'm sorry, verse 25. 25. Verse 25. There you go. Hebrews 10, verse 25. The Bible says, uh, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So the counsel yeah, that the Apostle Paul gives is not to forsake the gathering of saints together. True. You know, it's important. Fellowship is really important. Uh, you know, having a relationship with Christ uh requires daily fellowship with him. Hmm. Having a relationship with the church requires weekly fellowship and or daily fellowship as well. So fellowship in general is very important. And the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of believers. So if you have a choice, use that choice to not forsake. Absolutely. Wow. And and another verse that jumps to my mind is the one that we find in 1 Corinthians 12, Hmm. where it says um, in verse 13, for by one spirit... Hmm. Are we all baptized into one body? That would be the church. Right. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, bond or free, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Hmm. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, Hmm. I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it Hmm. therefore not of the body? Um, So... The Apostle Paul is trying to illustrate here that everybody is needed. That's right. That's right. Everybody (laughs) has a talent. Everybody has a talent. (laughs) Everyone has a function, a calling. That's right. And a gift. And a gift. And what would a body be if it's not united? That's right. Absolutely. Great point. It'd be dead. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) Dismembered. And so it's... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very very important thing to understand that we do need each other. Mm-hmm. What's a, what's a pastor without a congregation? That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, preaching to empty pews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you take away the pastor and they're you know then <laughs> you take away a very important function exactly. of the church. Exactly. Or even if you take away the children. You know, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a church oh. with uh, very little kids in it? I have, and boy, <laughs> that is not the uh, the uh, nicest sight to see. No, no, they they, they bring their own uh, you know spirit of joy and uh, and loveliness, and and also there's wisdom that children have shown in church, and so I think that uh, we're all important. Yep, I I've I've actually asked people what, what's the purpose of church? Oh, because we want to worship God. Well, yeah, but can't you do that at home? <laughs> oh, because we want to hear a sermon. Well, you can turn on a radio That's station right. and do that. And I keep they keep giving me reasons, and I say, you can do it all at home. But there's one thing you can't mm. get at home, mm. and that is one another. That's right. That's, That's one right. thing you can't get. And face that to is face contact. Face-to-face yeah. um, unity with the body That's of Christ. Right. And, and, you know, there's something very, very powerful about face-to-face contact. Mm. Uh, you know, during COVID recently, uh, people have been quarantined. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, back boy. where I'm from in, in Hawaii, and I'm sure the same was here in Guam, uh, when COVID first started, people were scared. They were afraid. They had no idea what this novel virus was. It was a brand new virus, and people just weren't used to it. And uh, the government issued orders to, you know, stay home. And for a long time, people, you know, uh, worked from home, did yeah. school from home, and, and all that stuff. And 
we lost that face-to-face contact for a time, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it had an effect nationally. Yeah, we saw a teen suicide rate spike. You yes, know, we've seen uh, uh, children uh, their their learning their learning capabilities drop. You right. know, and so face-to-face contact. There is something powerful about face-to-face contact, and that's why the Bible gives counsel: do not forsake the gathering. That's right. That's right. I, I like how you said it. There's something powerful. I th- I think it's love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, we have an opportunity to come and face-to-face give uh, mm. the Christ's love to one another. That's right. It's, you just can't replace it. You just can't replace it. And so if you want the full favor of God, hmm. this person who called in a question, we recommend that you fellowship with Christ's body yes. because you're important too. Okay, that's a good question. And uh, we're, we're getting the email questions, and that's good, but we would really, really love to have a phone call or two or three or a hundred. And so go <laughs> ahead and pick up your phone and dial in those numbers I said earlier, and we'll have a wonderful uh, question from you. Okay, now there is another uh, question that has come to us, and it says here, this is from Chris, and Chris is asking, what does it mean to be sanctified? I've been struggling with being worthy of being a Christian. Hmm. I sometimes look at myself and I'm so ashamed of calling myself a follower of Christ. Hmm. I've shared this with others and they said I am undergoing sanctification. What does that mean? And is it normal to feel the way I do? Hmm. Very, very heartfelt. And I think that a lot of us who are Christians can identify and sympathize with these these statements. Okay, so the scriptures, what does it mean to be sanctified? We'll take that first part of the question first. Sure. Well, you know, uh, the one scripture that pops to my mind Mm. is John 17. Mm, Love that one. Yes. Uh, And in John 17, uh, you know, Jesus talks about what it means to be sanctified here in verse 17. So 17, 17, it says, Mm. sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. And so what does it mean to be sanctified? It is to be sanctified or set apart in the truth right? and the ultimate truth, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. And, you know, uh, being a Christian, is it a struggle? Absolutely. Why? Because we are at war. We are engaged in this great controversy, this great battle between good and evil, God and Satan. And when you when you are sanctified, when you are justified, the devil knows that he does not like that. He hates that. And and, and he constantly throws arrows after arrow after Mm. arrow uh, during our, our Christian walk. And, you know, even as pastors, we go through this as well. We do. We're, yeah, I mean, we're human, you know, and uh, the devil is on the attack. So if you feel down, if, if, if you feel depressed, don't don't let go. You know, mm. in fact, Jesus experienced the same exact thing. Mm. Right. Right after he was baptized, he went into the wilderness True. for 40 days and there he was tempted. Mm. His faith was tempted. He was challenged for 40 days. Wow. A, a long time, long yeah. time. Uh, and, and, and these weren't just shallow temptations. They were mm. very strong temptations. Right. And uh, and if he had sinned, there would have been major, ma- there would have been a major impact mm. in this great controversy. But praise the Lord, Christ did not sin. And that gives us hope. Yes. That gives us hope because Christ overcame. Therefore, we can overcome as Amen. well through him. Amen. And, you know, when he when, when the questioner asks, uh, you know, about being worthy of mm. being a Christian. Yes. Well, I am personally, I would like to commend this uh, questioner for having a high standard. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, we, we don't want you to bring the standard lower uh, and say, you know, whatever you're doing, it doesn't mm. matter. No, we agree with you. It matters. But I don't believe we will ever find peace by looking at our own sins and our own mi- uh, faults and Absolutely. things like that. Absolutely. In John one twenty nine. We remember what John the Baptist mm. said to everybody. Mm. He says, behold, the Lamb of Amen. God, which takes away the sin of the world. Amen. And so when we get discouraged, I think it's very important for us to look away from self and look to Christ mm. and focus on how much he loves you. That's right. Focus on what he's done for you. That's right. And uh, if you continue to look to him, you will never be discouraged mm. because uh, how did Jesus put it when he said, if I am lifted up, Amen. I will draw all men draw to me. All men to me. Mm. And so the answer will always be Christ. Absolutely. And um, so, and you know, these people who told him about, uh, oh, you're just going through sanctification. That's true too. You are being cleansed. Uh, you are, you know, your, your sins are being revealed to you hmm. so that it can be washed away again. Hmm. And the more sin is revealed, the more it can be washed away if you keep coming to Absolutely. Christ. Absolutely. And you know, hmm. if, 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 if I might add, uh, sanctification, lots of people have a question uh, as to what that really means. What does it mean to experience sanctification? Right. You know, it, 
it's a big term, sanctification, right. justification, uh, and, and sanctification. In simple terms, sanctification is simply experiencing justification on a daily basis. Agree. Agree. On a daily basis. That's right. All it is. That's you keep coming to Jesus. Amen. Okay, now it looks like we have our first caller, and uh, it, I suppose this person would like to remain anonymous, and we respect that. So let's talk to our call, our friend. Yes, hello. Welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Hi. Hi. Well, I was wondering, if I make it to heaven with my children and my husband, would I remember them as my children, or would we be brothers and sisters? Good question. Such a good question. So I'll be listening on the other side, Pastor. Okay. Thank you very much for your call, and thanks for your question. God bless. Okay, so this person is asking, you know, when we get to heaven, will we know each other? Uh, you know, I'm married. Will I know Jessica, or will I have amnesia and say, who are you? <laughs> um, if we, <laughs> what about my mom? My Oh, I love my mom. And um, or my dad and grandfathers. Well, the one thing that um, I think you may be going to the same uh uh, why don't you go ahead and read your verse? Sure. Well, you know, the one that came to mind is Isaiah 66 and verse 22. And it's a, it's a verse that we commonly use to talk about keeping the Sabbath in heaven. Right. And it says, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. That's good. I like that. So shall your seed and your name remain in the new earth. Mm. And so you, you will still be known as Pastor Diamond. <laughs> and you'll be sparkling a lot brighter than any diamond, I'm sure, when you get there. In in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, hmm. um, speaking about uh, when we come face to face, it says in verse uh, 12, for now we see through a glass darkly, yes. but then face to face. Hmm. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Now, obviously, what you said, is, what you read is true, because in, in um, Jesus says that many will come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, That's and right. Jacob. So That's right. we'll be able to recognize them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so it seems like uh, the relationships that we started here will lovingly continue for all eternity. Absolutely. Boy, that's good news. I, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm so glad that we can, you know, the friendships we make and the, the um, we'll, we'll just get better and sweeten as the millennium, the mm. millenniums just continue Amen. to roll by. Absolutely. So we certainly hope that answered your question. Yes, you will know your your children you will know your husband and uh, you probably know them better than now that's right that is right the books will be open <laughs> the books will be open and there'll be no veil between <laughs> praise god oh it, oh i'm so sorry i thought we had a caller but uh if you would like if you if we lost your call we invite you to call back and uh, i might as well give those numbers out again because wonderful people are calling and that's great 472-1111 if you're calling from guam 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, those wonderful islands can dial 323-1113. 323-1113. And, of course, go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Look at the live stream that's happening and give your uh, question there on the uh, comment section, and we'll be able to see it right away and answer it. Okay, so let's take a look again at... Uh, one of the uh, questions that have come in through email, and this one is coming from Don. And Don is asking a question about Isaiah 53, verse 10. And um, you know what? I think we should probably read it sure. before we read all of the questions. So Isaiah chapter 53, and reading verse 10. Would you like to read that, uh, sure. Pastor Diamond? Sure, okay. absolutely. Isaiah 53 and verse 10, the Bible says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Okay. So it says that he will see his seed, hmm. and some versions, offspring. That's right. And prolong his days. So because we know that Isaiah 53 really is about Christ. That's right. You know, it talks about the Lamb. Messianic prophecy. Mm, that one of my favorites in the bit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it says there that he will have offspring or seeds. So the question is, does this mean Jesus had kids or children? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we know that Jesus never got married. That's right. 
And many people, when I they asked me, did Jesus ever get married? I said, no, but he's going to be. <laughs> he's going Amen, to. Amen, he is. Yeah, he's I mean, getting ready. That's, that's right. right. That's right. The scriptures talks about the marriage of the Lamb. That's right. The marriage and, supper, uh, and I can't wait to eat. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> okay, but uh, this, this verse, is this saying that Jesus had children? Um, what are your thoughts on that, Pastor Diamond? Uh, well, no. Well, and and first of all, you know, uh, did he have physical children in the sense that he got married and mm. physically had children? No, he didn't, right. because his why he came to earth was not to procreate in a literal family. It yes. was to save all mankind. Right. And um, and. And, and that's exactly what he did. Um, did he have physical children? No. But the good news is we are all adopted right. as children of God, which is Jesus Christ. So therefore, he does have children and we are his seed. The Bible says that when we accept Christ, we become the seed right. of Abraham, that's the seed right. of right. Christ. And so, so in a spiritual sense, we become Jesus' children. Amen. And uh, if you go to the book of Revelation 21, verse 7, I believe this is actually... Um, kind of kind of uh, touched upon hmm. in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 7 Jesus says he that overcometh all um, uh, he that overcometh shall hmm. inherit all things I will be his God and he shall be my Amen. son and so Jesus there he says he is going to be the father of the overcomer Amen. Uh, the person who finally makes it to the kingdom they um, Jesus will say I, I will um, because I gave you eternal life, I, you know, I gave the spiritual birth, then we will have a very close relationship. That's right. Akin to a father and son. Absolutely. And so that's great. I think that's wonderful. Um, so I, that could be what Isaiah was referring to, where he shall see his seed. He will mm. look at all the children that mm. he had brought home mm. safely. Amen. Yeah, that's, look forward to that day. <laughs> look forward, looking forward. And I want to be one of them. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wonderful question. And we're very, very glad that uh, these wonderful questions are coming in. Now, it looks like we have about six minutes left in the first half of our program. Uh, what that means is, is that uh, in the next six minutes, we'll be, after the next six minutes, we'll be taking a break. So go ahead and, you know what, if somebody called right now, I b I'll bet we'll be able to take that question. And so 472-1111, 472-1111. And I'm going to do a quick check to make sure that we're not uh, uh, taking any of the, uh, we're, we're not missing any of the questions. And so it looks like we're. Looks like we're, we're up to date with the questions on Facebook also. Okay, looks like another call is coming, but we'll see. Okay, here is the question that came uh, over the lines, but it was just given to us in written form. What happened with High Priest Eli? Hmm. Oh, okay, well, that's, a, that's an Old Testament story that you find in the book of 1 Samuel. And so the... the, the the, the story makes it very clear what happened to Priest Eli, and uh, I'm sure you're familiar with mm -hmm. it. Priest Eli was a, well, you, he was the one who raised little boy Samuel, but he was, shall we say, less than faithful with his own kid, with That's his right. own sons. That's right. Uh, under, under his high priest uh, time, um, they were going up against the Philistines, and the mm -hmm. ark was captured because his unwise sons took the ark into battle. Mm. And when the ark was captured, mm. somebody came back and said, um, one, your sons are dead. And two, the ark has been taken. Hmm. And it says that priest Eli fainted, oh. fell off of where he was sitting. Evidently, it was a very high <laughs> place, probably looking out over the horizon to see any messenger coming from the battlefield. So he fell off of his chair and broke his neck. Hmm. And what that was, yeah. What a fall. What a way to go. And uh, such was the end of a, of a high priesthood that could have been better. That's right. If he had been faithful. Yeah, uh, with with his own sons, and uh, did you want? Do you have anything to well, add? Well, you to know that? that that's a good lesson, and mm. um, just because someone is called pastor, or just because someone is in a high position of even church leadership, right. uh, church administration, doesn't mean that we are, uh, you know, we are subject. Uh, not from sinning. Right. The fact is, those who are called to, to such positions have a much higher calling, and God expects more. True. So that, that, that's a good lesson from the story of uh, the high priest Eli. It is. Okay, now it looks like we have a caller, so we're going to talk to Paul. And so let's listen to his question. Yes, hello. Welcome to Straight, Straight from the Bible. Is this Paul? Yeah, hey, Pastor Moffat. This is Paul Mendiola. Oh, so glad to hear you, sir. Thanks for Thanks, calling. Brother, hey. 
Do you have a uh, question first? Question in yeah, reference go ahead. to the uh, earlier caller, um, she had a question about knowing our relatives and you know our loved ones and stuff. Yes. I want to know specifically: Would we remain married to the same person that we were uh, married on Earth? That is a good question. Okay, um, I've had that question before, <laughs> okay. more more than once, and Jesus made it very qu- uh, clear as to what happens in the resurrection. They asked him, you know, when uh, they they presented a, I don't know if it was a hypothetical situation or if it really happened, where this woman was married to a man and the man died not leaving children. And each brother, uh, I think it was like four brothers um, after him, and each one dies. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm brother number five, I'm running. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But they asked him, whose husband will she be? in the resurrection. These were the Sadducees. They didn't believe in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus said that in the resurrection, they will shall be as angels and they shall neither marry nor are given in marriage. And so it seems to me that um, in the resurrection, uh, it's just as Jesus described. Um, The marriages that we were part of, um, uh, we are not going to marry again, is what Jesus says. And... um, I, I, I want uh, Pastor Diamond to comment on this, but there's a lot more that uh, that, that goes along with this. Uh, Pastor Diamond, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I, I mean, like you just mentioned, you know, Christ says, um, he says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but as are the angels of God in heaven. And like you said, in the resurrection, that's the case. Now, why is that? Well, because we are not going to be going on vacation hmm. uh after the first resurrection, <laughs> we're going to the new uh, city uh, for a thousand years to actually work. Oh, that's true, too. And yes. we are going to be engaging in the, in judgment. the judgment for mm. a thousand years, examining oh. and working. Um, now, the question is, are we going to know our spouses? Of course we will. In the new earth, though, that's a different story. And uh, oh. we can probably talk about that more after more the break. After the break. <laughs> um, Brother Paul, thank you very much for your question. But uh, real, real quickly, I just wanted to point out that marriage was instituted before sin entered the very true. world. So very true. Um, if you would like to hold, we can okay. continue this discussion after the break. Would that be all right? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Wonderful. Thank you, Paul. So thank see you. you in a bit. So as you can hear the music, we have gone through the first half of our program. We're not done. We'll be right back after this. What's the strongest foundation? Concrete? Bedrock. What if I told you that the strongest foundation is something that you can't even see? The strongest foundation of them all is God's grace. God says that His grace is always sufficient. Always. You may have messed up today. Maybe the diet is shot. Maybe you lost your cool or said something you didn't mean. Or maybe the doctor's report said the condition has come back. It may be something that you can't even control. If any of that or a million other things describes your situation, then commit it to His grace. His grace is always sufficient. That's why it's often referred to as a foundation that you can stand on. It's something that won't crumble even though you may at times feel like collapsing under the weight of life. God's grace never ends. It always renews and it always lets you start over. Joy FM. Family-Friendly Radio. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net. Or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. Hello, and we have returned from our break. This is Straight from the Bible. And if you would like to call in your Bible questions, 472-1111. Yeah, that's if you're from Guam, calling from Guam. If you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, then please dial 323-1113. Join us on Facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and on the live stream there, please go to the com- go to the comment section and type in your question there. We'll see it immediately. 
All right. And with me is Pastor Diamond Garcia, who is from Hawaii and is currently holding some Bible prophecy meetings called Beauty and the Beast Bible Prophecy Seminar. And it's happening. Uh, the, the next meeting is tonight. Yes, right. Tonight at 7 p.m. at the Ordot Seven-day Adventist Church. And tonight's topic is... By, uh, Trump or Biden, <laughs> and it's we're going to be talking about the the United States and Bible prophecy. That's this right. is going to be exciting tonight. I'm going. I want to see you there. He wants to see you there, because we know that the Word of God is being opened, and that is a wonderful Amen. thing. Okay, but right now he's answering questions from me straight from the Bible. And right now we're going to return to our uh, previous caller and Paul. We are talking uh, pre- our previous caller Paul, and we are going to be talking more about marriage. In heaven. Okay. Paul, are you still there, sir? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. You. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Great. Okay. <laughs> so you you were mentioning, uh, you, you pointed out the fact that uh, marriage was there even before sin, and I we, we couldn't agree more. That that was a one that was God's original plan for humans, that man not be alone. That's right. Absolutely. You know, the... God is all about relationships. Sure the, is. the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is a very tight relationship that they have together. And uh, like Paul mentioned, you know, the first two gifts that God gave to humanity before sin ever entered the world was marriage and the Sabbath. Correct. And uh, the Bible is very clear that even in the new earth, we are going to be keeping the Sabbath. True. Uh, Jesus does mention at the resurrection and during the thousand years, there's going to be no marriage. Mm-hmm. Inspiration confirms that. But the question is, what about in the new earth after the thousand years well there's no clear bible answer to that the bible that does not uh, certainly say yes there there is going to be marriage Mm. in the new earth but you know the bible does show us the first two gifts before sin which means it was god's original plan here Mm. on earth for marriage to be prevalent yes before sin so we'll see when we get there yeah you know a lot of you know the bible says that eye has not seen nor ear heard that's right nor has come into uh the imagination of men that you know, the things that god has prepared and so whatever it is it's going to be far better than anything we've ever Amen. experienced and so paul um we can say that uh in heaven or at least in the resurrection according to what jesus said um, there will be no new marriages, no oh. no uh, marrying or giving in marriage. That's right. And uh, but beyond that, there the Bible is quite silent as to um, you know the full scope of our relationships with one another. But we know that it's probably going to be better than anything we've ever experienced here. Amen. Amen. So uh, well, thank you much. Was there okay? Yeah, I was wondering if there was something f- to follow up with that. Yeah, you know, I, the other thing too is the whole purpose of marriage was because man was lonely and stuff like that. I guess in heaven, we're not going to be lonely. So there's going to be no need for it. It'll be a little different from Adam's situation. Adam, Adam (laughs) had the animals and, um, you're right. You are absolutely right. The human race will have reached its fullest potential by absolutely. then. Absolutely. But uh, once more, if the Bible is silent, then we're going to be just as silent. But we know, we know that God will provide for our joy to the fullest, and Amen. we can we can trust Him with that. Okay. Well, thank you very thank much. You. But thank God you. God bless, gentlemen. God bless you, too. Thank you. All right. I l- love these questions that are coming in, and it's uh, wonderful to have the islands of Guam and the CNMI uh, opening the Bible together with them. All right. Um, while we're waiting for our next caller to be processed and handed over to us, there's another question that has come in, and it's asking us, is having a tattoo or getting one a sin? Hmm. Okay, so tattoos, uh, body markings, <laughs> um, that's, that is a very good question. It's becoming more in vogue nowadays, it, yeah, if, uh, if it we is. can notice that. It is. Okay, so what does the Bible have to say about that, Pastor Diamond? Well, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 19 and verse 28, mm. uh, the Bible, and God is very clear. He says, you shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. Amen. I think God is very clear there that he that he does not want us to deface what he has already given us. Mm. Why? Because our bodies are not ours. They are his and they're the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And you find that verse in the book of 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verse 19 and 20. Yes. Where it says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, hmm. which ye have of God. And like you said, you are not your own. Amen. You were brought, bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You know, there was this one time where I was uh, holding a class in the church. This wasn't on a Sabbath day. It was on a weekday. Hmm. And um, 
someone says, uh, Pastor, there's some cops outside wanting to talk to you. Oh, that that always gets your heart rate up just a little <laughs> bit, right? So I, I go out there and say, officers, how can I help you? He says, did you know that you have graffiti on the side of your church? I said, no, I did not. And they brought wow. me over there and I saw see all this obscene things. Wow. And I'm like, you know, your heart just sinks when someone goes to the house of God. Mm. Maybe you can call it a temple mm. and, and just writes all over it, whatever yeah. they want, defaces it. And uh, when, you know, God's house is special, it's holy. That's right. And we want to treat it in, in, the, in such a manner. But what is a building compared to what the temple God has mm, built? That's you know, right. The, Absolutely. Your, your own body. And uh, people say, well, what if I tattoo scripture or something like that? <laughs> Listen, the, the, the scripture needs to be inside, not outside. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and the scriptures that you tattoo yeah. should not contradict the scriptures that are in, in That's in right. That, that we just read in Leviticus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we, we now there are people who have gotten their skin marked and mm-hmm. then come to Christ. Yeah. Um, believe me, God has more mercy than, than, than anything you can... Uh, uh, the, the scripture says where sin did about That's grace right. did much Amen. more about and praise the and Lord so if, if we make a mistake then God can forgive God uh, winks at our ignorance he did you know and thank God yeah. for that uh, but those who are listening you're not ignorant anymore <laughs> you <laughs> heard right. the truth <laughs> that's right and so please let's stay away from anything that would uh, uh, be an unholy act against God's Amen. temple Okay, here's another question, and uh, it looks like people are calling and just leaving the questions with our operators. Would we still have our glorified bodies when we go to heaven? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, boy, I hope it's not this body that I have. <laughs> Amen. <It's, laughs> I'm looking forward to a better body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in 1 Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. it does uh, mention thing uh mentioned the kind of bodies that we will get yes and uh it's it's a very very how can i say it's a wonderful thing it's a wonder it's a it's a marvel uh how the book of first first corinthians talks about the kind of bodies that we are that we are destined to wear for all eternity Hmm. um let's see first corinthians chapter 15 i think uh, 52 yeah that's right that's the one and would you mind reading that? Sure, yeah. sure. Okay, great. Bible says, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, from the tr- uh, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this, mort- uh, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Wow. No more corruptible. Amen. No more mortal, but now incorruptible and immortal. And so it seems to me that, yes, this is the body that we're going to be having. Brand new body. Brand new body. Throughout all eternity, it will be brand new. That's right. It's not like when you buy a car, it's new and it (laughs) deteriorates, deteriorates, (laughs) depreciates. No, this body gets better. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) With eternity. (laughs) We just can't wrap our mind around that. I know. That, you know, I can't fathom eternity and I can't fathom blessings getting better every day. Mm, That's Um, right. We're too used to this world. But, uh, yes. So the answer is we will have our glorified bodies in heaven and then ever after, even in the new earth. Amen. And so something to look forward to. I sure look forward to it. Getting That's a right. six pack, huh? <laughs> Getting a six pack. I get I get hair. <laughs> so it's gonna be it's gonna be better than anything else. People are gonna be throwing away their glasses, throwing mm. away their wheelchairs, throwing away their meds. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be. Look forward to that. Oh boy, it's going to be. Um, it's gonna be heaven inside and out. Mm. It's just gonna be wonderful everywhere. And you know, as we take a look at. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, bring this to what we're looking at in the, the last days. Mm. You know, we, we're getting our glorified bodies at Jesus Christ's second coming. Yes. And so when you've talked in uh, previous meetings about, uh, well, about um, about uh, the, the day of worship, rest. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about rest. You talk about uh, how God uh, rejuvenates us mm. on, on this day. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that God is concerned with uh, the health of our bodies now. Absolutely. And in these last days, that's no different. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, God has a, a lot to say about health in right. the Bible. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, you know, he has, uh, in fact, God says that he wishes above all things that right. we prosper and be in good health. Oh, amen. Amen. So... Would it, would it be would it be safe to say then that when God comes back to give us our glorified body, 
he he is looking for people who also who who uh you know takes care of the body that we have now amen amen i mean you know we have a major responsibility to be uh, stewards of what God has given us and and our bodies are not our own they are his and mm. they are the temple of the Holy Spirit so when we uh, know this and 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 find truth it is it is up to us and it's our job to take care of our bodies so right. that means you know eating a, a, a healthy diet and being mm. active exercising drinking lots of water getting great sunlight you know all the laws of health should be applied to us so God is still in the healing business. He is. He, absolutely. <laughs> he wants to take away pain and, and sickness. And one day he's going to do that permanently you know, at, at the coming of his son, Jesus. Amen. And uh, yes, it's uh, something to look forward to. All right. And so it looks like we have about 15 minutes. That is plenty of time to take another Bible question. Please call. Please call and, and ask us a Bible question, 472-1111. And that's if you're calling from Guam. The CNMI can call 323-1113. Okay, so we do have another question, and it's coming from Lou. Uh, Where can I find the phrase, if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed in the Bible? And can we explain that verse? Okay, it looks like you're on your way there. Yes, that's found in John chapter 8. Okay. John chapter 8, and I believe it's verse 3. 36, yes, verse 36. John chapter 8 and looking at verse 36, and and this is Christ speaking. He says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, and that's Jesus, you shall be free indeed. Hmm. Indeed. You know, the word just reemphasizes that you are absolutely free. Hmm. Wow. So this freedom that he's talking about, because Lou is asking us to explain this verse. Hmm. Uh, Lou, again, this is found in John chapter 8 and verse 36. And so why don't we talk about that freedom that Jesus is offering? Um, You know, if we look at just the context in verse 34, Mm. it is talking about freedom from sin. That's right. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. Mm. And then verse 35, but the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. So from from becoming a slave into becoming a son. Amen. Wow. Uh, so a slave to sin and now becoming a son of God free. That's a, that's a that's a wonderful way to describe the freedom that we have in Christ. That's right. So, how do we get this freedom? Uh, when, you know, if if a person wants this, if the son shall make you free, you will be free indeed. Hmm. No doubt, you're free. 100% guaranteed. 100%. Okay, well, what are your thoughts on that verse? Well, you know, um, there are lots of people who are struggling with sin. Mm, yes. Um, and uh, sin isn't something to take lightly. Sin, uh, sin is very serious. It brings death. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Yes. It's a very serious thing. The good news is Jesus came here to earth 2,000 years ago, died upon Mount Calvary to offer us forgiveness of sin and freedom from sin. Right. He came to save us not just uh, um, because of sin, mm. but to save us from, from sin. It. So uh, through Christ, we can be absolutely free from sin. Amen. Amen. And so the things that seem to, you know, really annoy us and mm. uh, every time sin snaps and we jump, there, we, he's giving us the power to say no. Amen. That's great. That's what grace is. Yes. Grace is divine power, power. that God imparts to us to have victory mm. over sin. Amen. And so the devil and our own sinful hearts, we no longer need to obey it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Praise the Lord. That's yeah. why we need that new heart, That's the heart right. transplant. You know, uh, the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That same mind empowered Christ to have victory. Mm. And he wants to give that same mind to us. That's right. So we can have victory as well. No longer slaves, no longer servants, but now sons and daughters Amen. of of the king. And, uh, oh, by the way, isn't a son and a daughter of a king a prince or a princess? That's right. <laughs> so we become royalty. We absolutely. And they're not slaves at all. <laughs> no, they're not. Far from it. <laughs> they are free. Okay. So, Lou, we certainly hope uh, that helped in uh, looking at the verse and explaining it just a little bit. We thank you for your question. We thank you for calling it in. And uh, we want to, you know, and again, I don't know why, but because of your meetings, it always has me thinking of what's leading up to the last days. Hmm. Um, the freedom that we're going to get. Yes. <laughs> yes. When, absolutely. When, when everything finally comes to a close. Right hmm. now, we don't feel too free. No, but, we uh, don't. Yeah. We can have freedom, uh, you know, inwardly. Hmm. And uh, but 
can you imagine going to a place where there isn't even a single temptation ever? Mm. <laughs> Look forward to that. <laughs> That's right. That's, so there's a lot of freedom that Christ still uh, wants to give in yes. the very near future. Absolutely. And, um, so that's a okay. So that's a finishes Lou's question, and it looks like we have just a few more, uh, a few more minutes before we have to go. And we have a question here from a person named Vic. Okay, and Vic is asking: Many are supporting the Pride movement, and many Christians believe it's okay. Please advise. Oh, that is that is a very very. Uh, pertinent and relevant question for us today. And uh, I suppose when you're talking about the pride movement, we're talking about the LGBTQ. Sometimes I get those letters mixed up. But uh, LGBTQI plus and on and on. And on and on and on. They keep adding letters. Uh, Okay. So many people are supporting it and many Christians are supporting it. Well, I suppose we do need to go back all the way to the very foundations of uh, human relationships and yes human sexuality Hmm. and we find that in genesis chapter 2 we do and uh, there god said that it is not good that man should be alone Hmm. Uh, i shall provide a help meet or comparable to him someone equal to him that's right and he provided as a companion to adam the lovely eve who was compatible to him, who could match him mind with mind. Uh, Their spirits could be in accordance with each other, and they together were in harmony Hmm. with with each other and with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. that is the beginnings of of the human race. And then God says, go, be fruitful, and multiply. Yes. And so they were to engage in the physical act of bringing forth children together. And so this was God's ideal before sin ever Mm -hmm. came in. And anything that kind of uh, goes against that paradigm of that uh, of God's way of uh, human relations, um, well, we we want to be faithful to the scriptures. The, the, the Bible uses the word abomination. That's right, and that's uh, that has to be said. Um, of course, is not to condemn anybody out there. Uh, you know, I believe that God loves every single person as that's right as uh, as one of His own. Uh, but we're talking about the choice and the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have anything to add to that? Well, like you said, I mean, the Bible is very clear, and you know, I, I don't want to sugarcoat this: uh, mm-hmm. that homosexuality is a sin. Yes, the act of engaging in, in homosexual activity is a sin. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter eighteen and verse twenty-two, "A man shall not lie with a man as a woman." It is an abomination. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Now, the question might be asked: Well, you know, I'm born this way. Ah. You know, uh, there are, are, are children now four or five years old who want to dress like a girl, mm. boys who, and, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and what do you do? I mean, hormonally, um, what do you do? The Bible is very clear as to what God's ideal is. Yes. We're born with a sinful nature. Mm. And our natures are bent towards sin. That's right. Um, I was born into a family of drugs and alcohol and all that right. stuff. So my, you know, my, my upbringing, I was more prone to go down that road because yeah. I was surrounded by it. Right. And today we live in a world where Satan is pushing his LGBT agenda constantly from a very young age. Mm, in fact, yeah. recently on, on, on Netflix, there was just released a, a brand new children's show for toddlers with drag queens teaching uh-huh. uh, kids, literally two, three, four years old, what it means to be gay. Right. And so Satan is pushing this, pushing this, mm. pushing this. And it is our job as Christians, people who, who follow God's word, to stand up for, for biblical relationships mm. and marriage and teach children at, at a very young age what is right and what is wrong. Uh, perhaps you're an adult, you're, you know, a, 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 and you still have these, these feelings towards the same sex. Well, the Bible says that acting upon it is a sin. Yes. And we can make the conscious choice not to act upon temptation. Temptation itself is not a sin. That's right. But when we succumb to it, when we give into it, instead of resisting with prayer and by the grace of God. That's right. Uh, we just can't, uh, you know, again, we're going to go back to freedom. That's right. And there was a book. There was a book uh, uh, written that uh, says uh, the name of the book. I forget the author. The, it's a pen name. Hmm. But uh, the, the name of the book is That Kind Could Never Change. Uh, Ron Woosley. Oh, Ron Woosley. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Good friend of mine. <laughs> yes, yes. And he came He came here. Uh, their ministry is showing that there can be freedom. That's right. The scriptures themselves say that, that people who have been effeminate or abusers of themselves with mankind right. 
can be sanctified washed. Absolutely. And, you know, God does not just just want us to stop, uh, you know, uh, to, to stop acting out on it. God offers a new heart. That's right. A new mind where our feelings actually change. And mm. I've met people before who were uh, very much down the road of homosexuality. Mm. They had multiple lovers and all this stuff. And uh, right. they became a Christian. They, they found the truth and they chose not to engage in the practices. Mm. But they said when, when they were baptized, they still had attractions toward the same sex, but they chose not to engage in the activity. But over the years, the more time they spent beholding Christ, beholding Mm. him, Paul says, by beholding, we become changed. The more time this person spent beholding Christ, his his affections, Mm. his feelings actually began to To change. change. Where today he is married to a woman and has three children. Wow. It's amazing what God can do. And that, you know, that that's the thing is that, you know, if we go by our feelings, well, there's no limit to what uh, what we may sink to because yeah. uh, we're, we're focusing on the, the homosexual lifestyle, but there are other things that Absolutely. are just as bad. And even those of us who are hetero, there are things that we can go to that God disapproves of just Absolutely. as well. So it's not really it's not really about uh, going you know, our emotions and feelings. We can't go by those. We have to ask, what does God want from me? And the, where that is spelled out mm. is the scriptures. Mm. And so I I think that uh, you're right. I have seen people who have given up the lifestyle mm-hmm. and because by the grace of God um, have, have uh, returned to God's ideal of relationship. I've Amen. seen it. And so at, at one point, I believe that there is no changing that. Mm. You know, they, they've... They're, they're, they're locked in somehow, but yeah. no, the grace of God gives freedom. Absolutely. And so we point people to Christ. Christ is the answer. And so should, uh, to answer your question, Vic, um, should Christians support this? If Christians are upholding the Bible standard, the answer is unequivocally no. That's right. Uh, this is not a movement that, uh, that a Bible-believing Christian should follow. Mm-hmm. And so- I agree. Yeah, we can, we can leave it at that. It looks like we have- <laughs> three minutes left <laughs> three minutes left and um let's let's uh you know if i ask for a question now i'm not sure if we'll have the time to give it a give it justice with an answer a good enough answer and so perhaps in the final uh, couple of minutes that we have we can simply um let's talk a little bit about uh, the meetings that you're having sure, sure. and uh, what would be, what would be coming up and some of the things that, uh, that uh, people can expect when they come to hear yes. the meetings. Well, like you mentioned, tonight's topic is America's role in prophecy, Trump mm. or Biden tomorrow night. We'll be talking about the mark of the beast. What is ah, the mark of the beast? Okay. That's a good question. And lots of Christians have different answers to that question. Lots of churches will give you different answers, but we want to give you an answer right from the word of God. I heard, I heard uh, one person say it was a barcode <laughs> or a credit card or a credit card and so on and on people speculate but you're going to be giving a bible answer for this absolutely so come tomorrow night 7 p.m amen amen and that's why it's called beauty and the beast now i'm assuming we, we we've been learning about the beast but i'm assuming the beauty is god's people themselves amen 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 Hearing that music is always kind of bittersweet because we always have a wonderful time in this program, opening the scriptures, <laughs> going through the questions and answers. But at the end of the day, it's all about knowing him. It's all about knowing Amen. Jesus, who is the truth. Looking to him means freedom. It means deliverance and salvation. And so, Pastor Diamond, thank you very much for being with thank me. Thank you so much, Pastor. It was a joy to be here. Wonderful. And we're very glad that you joined us also, our listening friends. Please be with us next Monday for another time of Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Louis Moffness and Pastor Garment, uh, Diamond Garcia saying good night and God bless. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.